This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio. Here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Um, Today's show is a very personal one for me. I apologize for that. Um, It's a very personal show for me. entitled Living with the Loss of a Loved One. And I'm covering this show after a four-week hiatus. Some of you may or may not know that um, my father passed unexpectedly about four weeks ago. Um, And the show, I I took time off away from the show um, in order to be with my family, my siblings and family and my mother and, um, and to go through the process. And I I kept thinking about the how you come back, how you get back in the saddle and kind of live. And so, of course, through that contemplation and reflection and, and some discussions with friends, um, it came to me that the show that I would start with again would be entitled Living with the Loss of a Loved One. And I'd like to dedicate this show to my father and my sibling's father and my mother's husband, Jim, and to all people, every person out there that's lost a loved one, because it is a very challenging, difficult time. And it is one that we each have to find our way through. It's an individual journey. So we're going to go through the topic of the show today is living with the loss of a loved one. How do you live? How do you get back in the saddle? How do you deal with the loss? And more importantly, the the question that came that kept coming over and over and over to me was, what is the real purpose of life? What is the real purpose? So we're going to go through a lot of different things. I invite you all to call in to share your story because each person's loss is different and each person's journey is different. And when we're dealing with death and dying, it's, it's an uncomfortable topic. It's not a fun topic. Um, it brings about our issues with our own mortality and what are we doing in life and have we done everything we wanted to do and so forth. So it, it has a myriad of experiences. And so I, I would love to speak with all of you when you call in. Um, and who knows, maybe a loved one will show up and be present. Um, that has happened for me on other occasions, and I have delivered those messages. So call in live at 877-230-3062 and share your loss of a loved one story. Um, 
I want to start off with just kind of telling you, you know, there's many blessings. And I think that the greatest thing is if we can watch the signs. And so I want to rewind a little bit and share with you that when I when I say that my father passed, our father passed unexpectedly, that is true. However, there was a point at which I was being given signs. And the signs were that friends that I would interact with, various friends and so forth, were saying, ah, so you're going to go up and see your mom. And I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, um, no, I'm going to see my mom and dad. Or they'd be like, oh, you're going to your mom's. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to my mom and dad's. And this kept happening. And so I'm wise enough, I guess, or in, you know, intuitive and, and um, conscious enough to realize that that was bugging me, that that was really bothering me. Because in some way, I knew what that meant, that the universe was somehow preparing me. And yet the natural instinct that we would all have is to push back or to, you know, deny those signs. Um, and so I kind of uh, willfully or woefully uh, talked myself into the fact that maybe these friends were just mistaken and uh, not to be so rough on them. And, uh, and that I would just see how everything was. I would be coming home for a visit. And that's what happened. Um, as you know, uh, my last live shows, I was um, broadcasting from Aspen. I was there with a friend. And my siblings and I were all coming home for my niece's 20th birthday. And so, you know, upon arrival, I'm a little heightened. You know, I'm checking things out, but it's not completely on my radar because I'm also denying it. But the interesting thing is that we all gather together, and typically, um, due to recent events, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, my younger brother had been in Iraq serving um, with governmental contracts um, for the State Department, and my sister had recently moved less than a year ago to Colorado Springs. So we wouldn't have typically been together, but we were all coming together for my niece's 20th birthday and thereby, you know, we all come together and we have this amazing weekend. And therein is another point of a story is to appreciate the gifts, to always remember to appreciate the gifts that were given. And we were given a really beautiful gift. We were all home. We were all together and we were celebrating my niece's 20th birthday. And so I'm, you know, I'm kind of watching and looking and, and noticing that just everything was exactly like it should be or would be, i.e. it was normal. Um, and thereby I didn't really pay more special attention to those things because everything seemed normal. So for me, I thought, okay, it's just kind of a precursor sign, you know, that uh, we should be watching for, if you will. Long story short, um, we had a beautiful day on Sunday, um, grandkids in the pool, everyone having a good time and so forth. And virtually everyone had left except for my mom, my sister, my niece. Um, my brother had just left to take the kids home and things like that. And 
and life changed in an instant. And there are many, many, many forms of dying. There's any, everything from the accidental death to the unexpected to the natural to an illness or an elongated illness, something that that is, you know, including into hospice care and everything. So there are so many forms that the process of dying takes. And in that instant, we went from being all alive together to within 30 minutes, one of our foundational pieces um, physically missing. So each person's going to struggle with how death comes upon a loved one or comes into your life. And I, I have used this quote in a prior show, but it was one that was very, very uh, poignant for me and on point. And it's the quote that you're never really ready. It just becomes your turn. And in an instant, it became our turn. Um, and that's tough. That is a very... Um, it is something when you when you have family and you and you have a closeness and or you don't have that even even when you're estranged and you want that closeness when your life changes in an instant when it becomes your turn you're just never ready for it um and I, and I would say that that's also part of an elongated illness and death. You, you don't want your loved one to suffer by any means. And yet, when that moment comes, you're not prepared for it. You have to work through it. And that, I think, overall, as we get through the, these various topics of living with the loss of a loved one, it is the processing of all of these things. It is the it is the journey, not the destination. The destination is a mirage. It's elusive because it's ever-changing. So we're going to cover all these different topics, but for me, I think, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is the experience. It is the journey. And... I, for one, will not sugarcoat. Uh, I, I struggled the first couple of weeks, um, really struggled with what's the point? What's the purpose of life? Um, Dear James is all about helping people to live, to have a better life, to see the possibilities, to hear and see and experience the signs that are, be given, that are being given by the universe. And here I was in this place of, what's it really all about? And it's taken me a few weeks 
and and I am still on that march because I realize that if the destination is elusive or if it's ever changing or if it's a mirage or even if the actual destination is the transition or what we call death then the point or purpose of life is experience it's to experience life and that means that we have to take all the goods and all the less than goods or what we perceive to be less than goods and thereby we arrive at this place called the journey that's the journey um so before I go to break, um, I want to take Brenda from Tennessee. Hello, Brenda. How are you? Hi, James. I was listening to your show, and uh, I had a story in reference to my husband's death 22 years ago. We were a military family, and um, I worked at pathology at Fort Campbell, and my husband was at advanced course, and he just got back from Desert Storm, and I had his baby the day of shock and awe took place, so I watched that. And uh, I knew he was coming back. I didn't worry. Well, he come back, and he went to the course, and we just bought a home. And he got all our furniture moved in, and he had his stuff to take with him. And he got the bed set up, and he stood up, and he goes, you know, I'm never going to get to live in my own home. And I'll go, yeah, we will when we get back from Hawaii and all that. And he didn't. He passed five months later of sudden death. His roommates found him dead in bed. And it just looked like he was asleep. And he was 35 years old. And that day he passed. I was at work. And all that day I was talking about all the things we ever did. And we camped and went fishing and all the things. He taught me to start a fire from nothing. And I think it was God's way of saying, oh, girl, remember all these good things because you're going to get slam dunk. And then later that night, I got the kids in bed, the baby and my 10-year-old son. And it was the light of the TV on in the dark. And in the summertime, you could see the heat waves come off the hood of the car, but yet you could see through them, but yet you could see them. I call right. them heat monkeys. I call them heat monkeys. And right. I was like, ooh, the heat monkeys are jumping today. Well, I saw, I saw heat monkeys in front of my TV like a wave, and it came through came at me and it washed through me and I just started crying and I couldn't put a word or anything to it except L-O-S-S, loss. And I shook it off. It's like, what the hell am I crying for? I got to go to work, you know. And then 15 minutes, there was a knock at the door later and it was the military and they were letting me know that my husband passed and you know, I, I thought it was artillery shell or or a car accident or something. They just said it appeared to be natural causes. And I thought, natural causes, that's what they say old folks die of. And <laughs> it, it was my husband, and I don't know. Two weeks before it happened, I heard Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, and I go, oh, that's a good song to play, you know, at a funeral. And 
I saw this black dress at the PX, and I go, oh, that's a nice dress to wear to it. I mean, all these things led up, you know, and I think sometimes right. spirit reveals things to us that our rational self discounts. And well, absolutely, I just, and I, I just wanted to say something, uh, you know, before we continue, which I didn't mention earlier, um, I hadn't gotten to that, and you are you calling in is a brilliant sign for me because my father was almost 25 years in the Marine Corps um, and served three tours in Vietnam and and so if you could see my the the goosebumps that I have Brenda that you're calling in about your husband who was in the military uh, we were both Army brats. He was born at Fort Bragg, me at Fort Campbell, and I didn't know what a civilian was till I was six. And we moved <laughs> off post. That's how brainwashed. People, people who are not in the military or don't have that association don't really understand military yeah. life, but uh, but I do. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we do. There was never My anywhere dad did that the tours in Vietnam also, and I got yep. raised on a pretty good dose of PTSD. But I love them and I forgive them and I understand. Yeah, you know? it's it's a it's a very interesting. So a thank you uh, for calling in because that's just a huge sign. Uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm hosting, broadcasting my show from my parents' home, um, um, and so it was just it's very meaningful and and I want to tie back then to the fact that you're talking about signs, these signs that you had when you know tears in heaven and the black dress and the PX and you know those were the same signs, if you will, that I was getting in. Oh, you're going to your mom's house. And I kept thinking, why are y'all leaving my dad out? You know, like, why do you keep doing that? It's really annoying me. But what's interesting is, you know, spirit and the universe, they were preparing us and they are preparing us. They're, they're trying to give us the, the foresight, if you will. And I think that we just, as human beings, we don't like that. We don't like recognizing that someone might not be there. Even your husband, you know, even your husband saying, I having the, the realization that, well, I'm not going to get to live in my home. You know, those realizations, those awarenesses come from someplace. And, and that for me is the spirit in the universe speaking. Um, I learned to listen. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a very beautiful, it's a very beautiful, point how i want to ask you you had a baby and a 10 year old at the time yes how have you how have you all fared i mean how have have you well being a daughter of a rocket son you you know you just suck it up and drive on and (laughs) yeah now yeah you're hearing it (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) you know hey hold down the fort carry Uh on Raise the kids, you know, do what you gotta do. Right. And that's, and that's something that it's, it's interesting. My, cause all of us, you know, my siblings and my immediate family and my friends, our friends are, you know, when I, um, they've been amazing, amazing, amazing people. And I think 
you know, as you've just said, suck it up and, and, you know, make it happen. That's what we do. And it's, it's in the lulls where you, you have the moment to reflect or, you know, because we're, you know, kind of military family, you get in there and do it. You know, you, you just get in there and do what's got to be done. Right. (laughs) We don't need to get prompt. If you see it needs to be done, go do it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly that's exactly it. And there's there's a point in that that's really um again a gift. You know, there there are gifts along the way. So so where how are you now? What what was the process? Did you just keep going or well, did you I felt the need to embrace my family, so I resigned from my federal job. Right. And I just I just felt it was important to embrace them, you know, and they were like 10 years apart in age. So I got to enjoy each child's childhood. I felt privileged and being a Taurus and tight with their money and thrifty and everything, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. I don't want for anything. I just enjoy life, watch the birds, now taking care of the grandkids and, you know, I thank God that I had it all that I could do. That's really beautiful. And that's, that. I guess that is the point, the living. Because we either, either you know, we get busy living or we get busy dying. Yeah. And, and, well, and I think I kind of, you know, it took me 20 years. It's like, you know, from all the stuff growing up. And I had like eight major life stressors within a year and a half time. So it's like I felt like I had to turn in and and process everything because I was working even though all that other was going on. So. Right, exactly. Right, you had to face you had to face life. You yeah. had to choose to live. And and that's I think that is the interesting piece is that when we choose life and and it is a choice, we have to choose. And when we choose it, and that's where I was saying earlier I was, you know, uh struggling a little bit on I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I thought, hmm, I don't know so much of what the point is. <laughs> and I yet know, I did. I and yet I did. It. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And I and I realize it is a natural part of of grieving right. and it's a natural part of loss and it's a natural part of questioning. But then, you know, but then you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you and you move on, you move forward in a new way. And it's just each journey is different. And I think that that's the interesting part of, of what we're talking about is you just said it took you 20 years yeah. to, you know, and well, I'd rather the, have done it my way than the psychologist. Cause they want to pump you with drugs and, and everything. And it just jacked with my brain. It's like, thank God I didn't have to sit out and make out bills with my state of mind. It jacked it up. And it's like, I, I just don't right. do nothing. No, I mean, and, and and whether it took you 20 years or a lifetime, the point was the journey, not the destination. Agreed. You see what I mean? You know, so that's yeah. a really beautiful thing that you said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, slow and steady wins the race, as they say. So yeah. I think that it's really beautiful that that uh, that you did what you did and you took care of your family and, and you took the long journey. Because I think it's probably, it's been a more, even though challenging, it's been a more rich journey. It has. 
That's a really and I beautiful. I feel my husband in spirit, <laughs> and every time Absolutely. I want to, you know, him come through, he, sometimes he backs off. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, it ain't that's, like he was shy or anything. No, but that's also that you know, spirit also has a, um, you know, there's a there's an unspoken or spoken bond or agreement that says that spirit can be there, but they can't they can't override you. They can't over influence you because you know we, we're beings of free will. So yeah. we have to be able to exercise our free will. It doesn't mean they don't show up, and it doesn't mean that they don't give us the signs. And uh, we're going to go to a break here, and I'm, when we come back, I'm going to talk about more about the signs and things that are given. But in that, Brenda, you know, never feel like when your husband, you know, if 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 you 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 feel his presence and then you feel him not there or or less there, if you will, just know he's always there. You just have to have your experience. You have yeah, to. Every now and then, I feel a boot. <laughs> right? Exactly. Every now and then. Exactly. Good for you. Because that's yeah. what it should be, right? And especially uh-huh. you know, another military person to another. They, you, know, <laughs> you understand yeah. it. So, yes, I do. Well, well I want to thank you so much for calling in and for giving me that gift. Um, it was. And thank you for the opportunity to call in and share. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and God bless, and and uh, keep uh, keep living, and keep listening, and keep being a part of uh, your husband's life. All right. Well, thank you much, James. Thank you all so much. You've been listening to Dear James live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back and talk about signs. to be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, They seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and click Ask. Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. 
Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Today's topic is living with the loss of a loved one. And uh, Brenda from Tennessee, uh, we were just speaking about her husband passing and the gift that she gave me by calling in um, because she's military and her husband was military. And my father was a 25-year, almost 25-year Marine. You're always a Marine for life, but uh, he served for almost 25 years. Um, and I, I want to talk about signs because as Brenda and I were speaking, there's, we're always being given signs from the universe, from spirit. And there's an amazing book, um, written by Maggie Callahan and Patricia Kelly, and they are hospice nurses and they wrote a book called Final Gifts. And this is a compilation of their work. Um, and other hospice caregivers where they are dealing with, obviously, long-term illness or elongated dying and death. Um, and that they came to realize that the dying are always giving us, the living, if you will, signs. And it's a beautiful book um, that literally has more and more signs being given. And thereby, there are, the, the point of this is, is to watch the signs. As I said, I had signs that, um, that from my friends where they kept saying, you're going to your mom's, you're going to your mom's. Well, there was another friend I just recently, Mother's Day, of course, was just last Sunday, um, and there was another friend of, uh, of mine from the past that had lost her mother. And she talks about the fact, she talks about the fact that some years later, she was asking for a sign from her mother. And thereby, she wanted to know, she said, tell me, mother, that you were there. And she had her mother's favorite um, flower was a gardenia. And I happen to know her mother, an, a, a, an amazing woman. And she had had this, my, my acquaintance and friend had a gardenia plant that bloomed initially, but then didn't bloom for a very long time. And she happened to say to her mother, who had passed, you know, if you're okay, show me a sign. And she happened to go out on Mother's Day, and there on this particular gardenia plant that hadn't bloomed in ages was one single white gardenia. So there's beauty in the messages, and and I think the point, more poignantly, the point is, I personally don't believe that we ever die. I believe that we are energy, we are spirit and energy, and energy can never be extinguished. It can only be transformed into another element or type of energy. 
and thereby when brilliant mediums um, such as Lisa Caputo and John Edwards and James von Prague and Bill Phillips and all of these people, there, there are many talented people that have an ability to speak with spirit. Um, I have done that a few times and I'm amazed at the accuracy of the information that's given and the level of um, personality that comes through. And when you see those reactions on the face of a loved one when you're speaking to them and conveying those messages, it's, it's really powerful. And so you realize um, that we just leave a physical presence and we move to a, a non-physical presence, if you will. It's, an, it's a shifting of energy. The difficulty, of course, is on, we, we say it's on us, the physical living, because we're here. We're, we're living this physical journey. And we're clearly aggrieved. And there's, you know, all the various stages of, of grief, you know, from sadness and despair to anger and to, depression and sadness and all of these things. There's so many stages of grief. But the interesting thing is if we can watch the signs along the way, and, and I want to give you another example of the signs, because um, we also struggle, I think, in, in death and dying when a loved one passes, you know, are we doing the right things? And that's, it weighs so heavily on the people because you want to make sure that you're honoring the person. You're wanting to honor their wishes and their and their desires, or and or if they didn't leave any, you're left to determine or choose. And there's such responsibility that goes with that. And in my case, um, I had been home one time. It was just my parents and I, and and uh, I said, you know, I know this is a very not fun topic. But I wanted to find out what they had envisioned for themselves in that particular um, place. Because I don't know, you know, we never really talked about death. We never really talked about what do you want. And the only thing my father said was, well, I just don't want to be buried here. Here meaning where they reside. And I thought, well, okay, thanks, Papa. That's going to be helpful, um, you know. But okay, and that was kind of where the the conversation ended. So there was a lot of um, there was discussion between my siblings and my my mother and I of what the right thing was, what was the right thing, and to do. And we decided to uh, to have my father buried in Kansas, um, which has really been a second home for us um, outside of California throughout our lives. And we kind of caravaned. We chose to drive back. Um, and so we were in different different vehicles driving. And with my father, as you know, uh, from the previous moment in the show, he, was, he had served for almost 25 years in the Marine Corps. And so there was 
a military honor guard at the services here in California. And he, uh, they came from Barstow. That was the closest location was Barstow, California. And literally as we're driving, um, they would of course be flying my father's remains back to Kansas, but we were driving and my niece and I, um, whose birthday it was, we were up, um, and driving and just literally as we were driving in darkness in the middle of the morning, um, cause we left rather early about two in the morning. So it's pitch black outside and we're driving along and this song by, uh, cash cash came on and I had never heard the song before, but the core line of the song is take me home. And literally as those words were singing or being played on the radio, I look up and there's the sign for the Marine Corps logistics base in Barstow, California. So it was a very moving, um, very tough, but very moving sign that we were doing the right thing, that here we are by the honor guard, the Marine Corps logistics uh, base, Marine Corps base, who happened to be the honor guards, while a song on the radio is playing, singing, Take Me Home. So the wisdom that I'm trying to impart in telling you some of these personal stories is to share with you that Spirit and the universe and whatever belief system you have were given signs and those signs are important and they will help you ease the doubt or ease the pain because when you realize that those coincidences couldn't possibly happen I mean, they'd be coincidental, which means to just dismiss them. Oh, it was just a coincidence. Or you can look at it and see that there's a far greater effort and energy um, and gift at play. And it's in finding those gifts. It's in realizing that they are that and in watching them that you realize you're doing the right thing and or Everything happens for a reason, and it happens on its own time. And when you watch for the signs, you'll eliminate any of the any regrets, or you know that it all happened perfectly. And while it's painful, it was perfectly orchestrated. There were so many elements of our father's service or services, I should say, because we had one in California and the burial in, in Kansas. Um, but to watch the ama- the synchronicity of how things came together. And each time we questioned something, something fit succinctly. And that for me is a sign that you're doing the right thing. If it's all going wrong, if it's all not happening correctly, then you need to step back and question, am I doing the right thing? Or is this really what someone wanted? Or, you know, those types of things. But when it just succinctly happens, then those gifts are amazing and they stay with you for a lifetime. 
um, there was an, the uncanniness of, um, we had a military chaplain, uh, uh, chaplain horn, um, here at the Naval China, uh, China Lake Naval Weapons Center, Naval Air Weapons Center. And this gentleman, this chaplain had never met our father. And he asked, we sat with him for an hour and then we provided him with a book of, uh, my father's military service. And then we were at the service and this man, this chaplain spoke like he had known our father his entire life. And it again gives me goosebumps and chills because I realize was that predestined? Was that somehow orchestrated by spirit that this, whether it be a past life or whether it was, it, you, you couldn't be that good and not have some form of a connection. And it was really amazing. And, and it was something, it was a gift that Chaplain Horn gave our family that is priceless. It's just an absolute priceless gift that he gave us. And, and it's one that gave great honor to our father. So it's, it's signs. Signs are there all the time. And we just need to be watching them and heeding them. And then looking to embrace them and, and live with them. As Brenda said, you know, get busy living you got to do what you've got to do watch the signs and and choose to live um we're going to take a, a final commercial break in today's show and then we'll be back and we will finish up uh, with some other topics on living with the loss of a loved one you're listening to dear james live on the radio here on the contact talk radio network <music> For private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. 
Visit DearJames.com and click Ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Today we are talking about the very personal uh, topic for me of living with the loss of a loved one, having recently lost my father. And uh, before the hour concludes, uh, I, I just want to say thank you to the most amazing friends that my siblings, my mother and I have, and family, because it's at times like this that you realize um, the depth of the gifts that you're given in life or that you've achieved or created. And these friends and family have been amazing, amazing, amazing sources of strength and peace and love, um, encouragement, or just solace. Sometimes it's just the quietness. It's just the text that comes in to say, I'm checking on you. Um, and so to all of you, I want to say thank you so very, very much on behalf of myself and my family for the love and the grace and the dignity and the kindness um, and the compassion that you have shown us. Um, it is immeasurable and it's, it's priceless. And uh, we thank you for that. And for all of the people from the mortuary services to the, to the police, to the military police, to the honor guard, to Chaplain Horn, to all of the people that have played a role in the part of, and, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but the mechanics of a funeral and so forth. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts because you, you honored our father in such a way that was just truly amazing. Um, and again, it's a life gift that you've given us. Um, they say that the first year is the hardest. And that's true. Um, because there are so many firsts. And yet, I think uh, I, I just experienced the first Mother's Day um, without our father. And that was tough. You know, it's tough um, because you want them physically there with you. Um, and yet, you find beauty in the fact that somehow they live through you. And they, and I know they're able to speak with us. I know that he, his spirit witnesses everything we do. And in that, it encourages me to to live on, to, to be greater than I was before. Um, to, I, I said to my, my family and my, uh, my mother at the time, I said, even in the way our father died, which was very sudden and very quick, um, that was his way. That was his way of sparing us and, so again, it's a gift, and and in that gift, we have to look at how do we honor him as he's just honored us. 
as he just did it his way. And I think that's, it's in living. We have to live. And just as Brenda said, it took me 20 years to figure out how to live. But that's a beautiful thing because it was the point of the life experience that she was having, which was to live, to learn to live with that loss and to do it her way. So those are each, each journey is going to be different and each loss is personal and different. And there is no one size fits all. So please don't let anyone tell you what it should or shouldn't be or what you should or shouldn't do. Just really quiet yourself and listen. And if you can listen through the grief to hear the beauty of the signs, to to see the signs, because they're they're everywhere. They don't stop just because the physical presence is no longer there. They live on, and they live on through us. My, my siblings and I are constantly talking about, or, you know, we'll say freaking ourselves out, because my I will do something, or my brother will do something, or my sister will do something that literally mimics our parents. And, I mean, it's eerie. And yet, you kind of have to laugh and realize that why would it not be that? Because we're all part of each other. It's it's in our DNA. We are all perfectly created, and and it's like a tapestry where it's all strung together, and all of humanity is one grand tapestry. And so, perhaps in dying and i would say that for me it's in transitioning we live on and we then give ourselves they're 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 guiding us from a different place we all come we all choose each other we all come and say i want to learn these lessons and these have these life experiences with these loved ones and it doesn't end just because their physical presence isn't here any longer as you will witness over and over again when as i mentioned earlier mediums and when they when they give gifts from the other side when they give messages from the other side that myself or others couldn't possibly know then they're still guiding they're still talking with you they're still wanting you to have an amazing life they don't die they just transition and we are left to pick up the physical pieces, if you will. That's a truism. And it is a day that no one ever wants to arrive. It's one of those, it's a dear best friend of mine lost his father many, many, many years ago. And he said to me, it's the gift. If there was anything I could give you in life, it would be to spare you from that. And I understand that now. I understand why that was his one gift that he wanted to give me. Um, because it is incredibly 
personal and it's, it's a tough topic. Um, before we wrap every, everything up on the show, I do want to say to, if you haven't had a discussion on this difficult topic, try to broach it, try to see what your, your siblings or your husband or wife or spouse or partner or grandparents or parents, what do they want? What is it that they are looking for in this final stage when it happens? Um, discuss the different things like estates, wills, living trusts, burial, life insurance. All of these things are important elements. It's tough. No one likes to talk about it. And I get it. No one likes to talk about it. But it is a necessary part of life so that you know how to handle things when it does arrive. So try to be proactive and just see what do you want? Do you have, you know, do you have a will or a living, you know, a living trust or, you know, do you have life insurance? Do you have burial insurance? All of those different things. Try to handle those. Um, and then it'll make it a little bit easier because you'll have that knowledge and information. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a journey. And living with the loss of a loved one is a personal journey. And it's a choice. And the choice is to live and to pick up the pieces and to do what needs to be done and to move forward and to bring that loved one with you, both in spirit and in energy and in thought and in emotion, not to be paralyzed by it. Bring them on your journey so as to experience, because they're always there. You can talk to them at any time, and they will hear you, and they will reply. It's just in a different way now. So with that, I want to thank all of you um, for my absence these past four weeks and the patience and, and care with that, and for the patience and love of dealing with a tough show today. So I'll leave you with my closing thoughts, which is no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing, remember to always wrap yourself in goodness. You've been listening to Dear James Live here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, and I'll be with you next week. Thank you. You've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.